0: I just think for me, man, it's interesting to be on this journey. And we, and one thing we talked about earlier was, um, there's different ways to overcome something. And oftentimes I think we, when, you know, let's say you're having an experience and I, and I really took this to heart is when I was at my lowest moments in my life, it was when I was a junior in college playing basketball. And I just felt like nothing I could do could get me out of that rut that I needed to overcome this thing. It had to be this way. And emotions, uh, issues, quote unquote, are our body's way to wake us up, to give us an opportunity to change. Because we cannot heal from the same state of consciousness that made us sick. And you can take that in any context. We cannot evolve from the same state of consciousness that made us stuck. And my, my idea, my stubbornness to have to have it be this way or I won't be at peace was really the root of my problems. And what I didn't have to do was overcome and succeed and start and score 20 points. What I needed to do was change myself, change the lens that I was looking at the game, change the way that I was interacting with my teammates, change the way that I was responding to myself. I had zero moments of nurturing myself or compassion to myself on the journey. Zero, it was all outcome-based. So I can either keep seeking outcomes stubbornly, overcome this, you can, you can overcome this and do it, or you can be more of an alchemist and change, or you can be somebody that accepts themselves, accepts that they can't control all the outcomes, accepts that they don't, they won't be at their best every single game. Now that's changing the experience that literally changed everything. And you didn't have to change any way you played basketball, any way that you viewed the game. And I'm saying you as in me, that if I was able to find an ability to change, to be open to change, to be open to the fact that a lot of my anxiety, a lot of those painful, tough emotions were a message. They were coping for something in my mind that I was so fixated on. They were saying, Hey, I can't, I cannot fathom something that you really have no control over. So I'm going to throw anxiety at you until you learn to change yourself until you learn that this is not the way that you're going to get the best out of yourself and the best out of life. But we're human beings. Nope. Sorry, God. I don't want to listen to anything that's going on inside of me. It's obviously the outside stuff that I need to change. It's obviously the outside stuff that I need to succeed in. And that's what's going to fix it. And these messages we have within the, the, the burnout, the fear, the anxiety, all of these things are beautiful gifts if we take the time to understand them. And one of those tools is writing a letter to yourself towards your fear, towards your anxiety, and then having the anxiety write a letter back to you. And every time I've done those processes, I've understood that I've taken such a stance and a belief based on the narrative of our culture that having anxiety in sport is not possible. And that's a projection of me expecting that anybody in the NBA or that's a good basketball player does not feel anxiety. So I'm projecting that onto the world. Well, is that true? I have no idea. I have no idea how you're experiencing your life. And so that's another thing I needed to change about myself, not change about the world, is change that I don't know what's going on within everybody else. I don't, I can't compare myself because I am 100% unique. And there may be people that resonate to it, but to spend so much time wondering, man, okay, well they don't feel anxieties, but I feel anxiety, so I'm probably, I'm, I'm gonna feel inferior because I feel this emotion versus saying, okay, this is a gift for me to change. And if I can be like the water, we're, the reason why we're sitting by water, water is something that is fluid, it transforms, it changes. If, the, if I toss a rock in there, it's going to morph around it and find the path of least resistance. These are messages from our body to say, hey, you can function a little bit better. There's some stagnation in your body based on the way that you're thinking of this situation. So instead of blaming our emotions and saying, oh, it's the anxiety that makes me not feel good or play well or all these things, you take a new lens of saying, man, maybe this is telling me something. Maybe I can change here. Maybe this is a gift for me. And to be able to do that is scary for a lot of people because we'd rather be victims. We'd rather say, oh, this is what's wrong. And, and it's out of my control. It's, it, this isn't my fault. We'd rather have that ease, like almost like kind of slowly rip the band-aid versus taking responsibility of it and just saying, I'm responsible for my life and my emotions. And when you're responsible for anything, you can change it. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is anybody that's listening is just take responsibility for who you are, is that a coach or a friend or a parent, they can't be the reason or the guide to who you truly need to be or want to be and the fulfillment that that would be. And we can complain about it all we want, but until you're willing to put action behind those complaints, it's, it's it's a waste of it's a waste of mental energy. And I've, I've really checked myself on that. Okay, you willing to change anything about it? Nope, stop complaining. But it's scary to take responsibility for ourselves because we have to look ourselves in the mirror and understand that we play a role in everything that's going on. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I guess there was that was another thing we had prefaced and I don't want to guide this conversation anywhere else. Is there anything that's coming up for you?
1: No, I just think the... Uh... The simplicity of taking responsibility Mm. seems so universal, and it's like, oh, easy. Let me just take responsibility. People say it all the time oh, you got to be responsible, you know, but what does that really mean? Mm. And just talking to you, it like opens it up because, like I said earlier, like, shoot, I wouldn't have had that insight, you know, if I just kept going with my daily life. But hearing you say, okay, if we just take all responsibility for everything that happens to us. It's no one else's fault, but my own. So just to kind of, we were talking earlier, and this isn't really for the camera, this is to you. It was like in practice when I just felt like, oh man, I, I didn't feel like I could do anything, right? I just felt like I was stuck a little bit. And it's like, I felt like, you know, could I have gotten fouled, blah, blah, blah. My mind was like, oh, you're getting fouled, blah, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. No, I'm gonna just say, hey, Everything that I did was on me. Take responsibility for it. And in the past, like, I would have gotten so wrapped up about that. But when I just took ownership of it, it was like, okay, that's fine. Now, basically, how do you want to respond? And it's like when you give – when I gave permission for those external – oh, it's a foul. Oh, it's his fault. Oh, I hate that the fact that he's locking me up. No, it's because um, I went – to outward you know and when I just kind of stay stay centered and trust my inner knowing and knowing that just because I missed a couple times in a row doesn't mean I'm gonna miss every shot for the rest of my life or just because I can't get by someone in two possessions doesn't mean I'm when I step into a game I'm never gonna get by anyone again but that's naturally where my mind would go so I just have to be aware of that and trust the simplicity simplicity of like Okay, I take responsibility for that. Now how do I want to respond?
0: Yeah, no, and and you're hitting it on the head is, there's a couple things, is when you take responsibility, you give yourself a choice. When you're in reaction, there is no choice. It's just unconscious. It just happens. Okay, so our default mode network is negative bias. They they call them ants, so our automatic negative thoughts. That's how our mind goes, just for survival purposes. And so... When you understand that your mind is going to go there, it's easier to bring yourself back with forgiveness. And that's why I said, don't even blame yourself. Just take responsibility. Because if, if you can forgive yourself and not blame yourself, then you're not putting that sword deeper. You're just taking, the, you're taking it out and you're seeing what you can assess and learn. You have a choice. So, hey, this guy locks me up. He's a great defender. I'm going to look at this objectively. This guy's a great defender. Okay. Now, if I take responsibility that this guy can, has typically locked me up, that's going to offer me a space. Okay, well, what gifts do I have? What skills do I have that can over, not overcome, but shift this scenario so that I can succeed? Now you're, now you're actually intuitively asking yourself versus, I can't get by him. He's too fast. He's too quick. He's too strong. Okay, well, what gifts do you have that can go against that does that make sense it's like taking that pause of like i trust you you have something in here you have some gifts you have some crazy tools quickness you can shoot the three okay let's figure out let's let's plan our attack a little bit and then trust our body trust what comes up
1: it's that awkward pause that you did earlier where we just can we just be still and we're just looking at the ocean on a podcast like no podcast does that You know what I mean and it's beautiful because it's applicable like we're just talking about basketball but it's everywhere
0: yeah and you brought up yoga earlier which was the favorite thing about yoga is their their most important pose they say is that final one I don't know what they call it but it's after you do all the yoga movements you just lay there like limp as limp as you can and you're just still and you're breathing and you're taking in everything you did. You're digesting. It's like think about your workout as food. Nom, 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 nom. You're not gonna keep eating, 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 eating. You got to digest it a little bit before the nutrients hit. And to be in that stillness, to trust yourself—that's that's the period of faith for me. It's like okay, I did a great workout. I believe that I trust myself more. Part of me allowing my body to recalibrate is trusting it. It's saying okay, I see, I see that you're tired. I'm gonna honor that you're tired. I'm not going to say, oh, you should be in better shape. You should be doing this. You should be getting by this guy. Okay. Well, why are we so quick to just shit on our bodies and, and separate from ourselves? You know, like when I said earlier that I've never been injured to miss a game. And yet most of my dialogue to my body is, is in a harsh tone. I can't believe you missed that shot. I can't believe you, you have injury, like your, your shoulders hurting. I can't believe your knees is bugging you. I can't believe your ankles are dude uh, I've literally protected you for 20 years playing (laughs) basketball you've never missed a game what do you want from
2: it
1: yeah
0: you know can so I told you in the car is like one tool that I heard one of my friends use was write down three things you did well in that game or that scenario and flush the rest to be able to shift that narrative because it's already gonna be negative to begin with shift that narrative just a little bit wow look at this and this and this even if you miss those shots Sometimes I'll I'll laugh and I'll be like, wow, the the times that I feel like I gained the most confidence is when I tried something that I would have never tried in fear of failing, and I still fail, and I'm like, dude, that's a win. I trust myself so much now. Right. It's like, those are the things I win, and then flush the rest. Okay, yeah, flush it. Gotta sit and forget, let it go. And that was the beautiful thing to bring back to presence is when we were having our three-hour flow up there, that was could possibly be better than the podcast we're recording right now maybe that was just for us maybe that moment we don't need to think about it again maybe maybe what was said was needed to be said and i could be self-referencing right now and saying dang should i say something else should i do this? what if this is the only thing that we need to say what if this is the only moment that it needs to be said and poof it's gone what if this is the experience what if this is it what if it could be just this is enough right now What I say is enough, but you know, what arises in consciousness right now is what is needed to be expressed versus trying to plan life and figure it out. Right. You know, uh, this guy says to wake up and do a thousand push-ups a day. Okay. This guy says to fast in the morning. Okay. This guy says sleep in as long as you want. Sleep's the best thing. Right. Okay. So all different systems, all different ways of thinking about life. Who's the person in that? who whose experience am i going to trust more somebody else's experience of doing a thousand push-ups or me waking up and saying oh well i actually feel a lot better when i just wake up and i go to the beach Mm. so i know i'm bouncing around but
1: no that was it was awesome that's the best ones you know where it just we don't know where it's gonna go it just goes yeah like, uh, no form is the... What does the man say? No highest
0: form is no form. Bruce Lee. Right. So we just... It's no form. Does that make any sense? No. But what did we talk about paradoxes? Because I, I want you to explain it to me now. There's something you really resonated to um, when you were talking... Actually, I'll preface it real quick of... You, you were reading Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, and, you're like, and you said something so beautiful that I've never thought of is, like, kids... And I've always viewed kids as these, like, magical beings that we don't need to, like... I'm I'm honored to be around them because it's like I learned so much by their state of being. Like they're so free. They don't they don't wake up with a grudge the next morning. They have they have their tantrum. They scream. They cry. And they're good. They get out what they need to express. They're very intuitive. They know. Hey, I want food. I'm so I'm gonna cry. You know. Yeah. You know? And of course, there's some wisdom we can get on along the way where we can become more um, responsible and we can make choices when we get older but you said something so dope is like the Zen master is really just like the kid. That's the same state of consciousness. So we don't need to accumulate, accumulate. And then you were, and then we talked about just paradoxes and contradictions and what those offer. Um, do you want me to try to go into it or do you want to try to you? You want me for sure? Ah, Okay. Okay. Um, what I've really thought is like in different forms in your life, like if you're, we never step in the same river twice. So, If I'm 20 years old and I hear a quote, when I'm 21, I'm gonna hear it in a different way based on my state of consciousness. And what I really started to think of was like, man, life is pretty contradicting. And on the other side of this wristband is the yin yang. It's balance. So we can't be fire all the time. Sometimes we need rest. You know, one thing is not always truth all the time. It's not always this way. And what I realized is I was like, man, that is the most freeing thing in the world because I don't have to be right anymore. I don't need to find the right answer because it's always going to shift. And every, every single thing I could say, there's a paradox to do its opposite. Oh, yeah, in this situation, you would. So you, there's a practice of discernment rather than trying to find the right answer. And to me, that paradox and contradictions, I think, are God's way of winking at us and saying, good luck, try to crack the code. <laughs> but you're not going to,
2: Right.
0: it's all, there's always going to be a paradox that's much greater that you can never conceive or figure out. And to me, that's that ability to be in limitless possibilities. We can be change. We can change all the time as much as we want. And that's what paradox is to me is this ability to say, okay, I thought I read it like this and I'm sticking to this. It's got to be this way. Well, let's take DK Metcalf. For example, the dude is shredded, yoked, nine pack, Dude eats three bags of candy a day, and one meal, and all the nutrition is like, what are you talking about? No, 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 that's not the way. That's not the way. Well, DK Metcalf's a freak. So are you gonna say his way's wrong because he's actually dominating in the NFL? So there's those those paradoxes humble us. It's like, no, DK could do it at whatever way he wants. Allen Iverson humbles us. Oh, he doesn't even train and he's that good. Does that kind of make sense? So to me, those contradictions and those paradoxes are just, yeah, they may be tough. It may be a lot easier to try and find your way and your viewpoint in life and stick to it. But to me, that's that stagnation. That's that fear of change that creates a lot of the issues in our lives. And going back to what we talked about earlier of being being able to understand that we can, change ourselves and it automatically changes the world around us it has to as soon as you change as soon as I respond to something differently internally unconsciously you have a chance to ch- to choose that as well and the best example I could give is a bully so if I'm a bully and I'm like Connor you suck dude that shirt's terrible and you're like screw you dude and you give me that anger you're giving me that anger you're feeding that so I'm gonna keep doing it because that's what I want now let's say one time I say I hate your shirt and you just go Appreciate you, dude. Walk away. And the more and more you do that, he's not getting that reaction. So he's given two choices. Does he change or does he find someone else to bully? He either leaves you alone or he has to change. And that's that space is like we can't control other people. We can't control how they handle their lives and tap in. And that's, again, even more reason to believe in yourself. You're the only person you can ever change. So wasting your energy trying to navigate and control people and control the narrative is really again forgive yourself because it's inflicting more wounds on you than anybody else around you so at the end of the day i have no idea how this people may hear it and i have no control over how they tap into it and in the past that would have screwed me up i would have been like man i think i could really help people that you know this has to change and really what it was is me being afraid to apply it myself that i i was worthy enough to receive these gifts and this wisdom, that I was worthy enough to read these, these insightful meditative pieces and I could be one light. Like I could be in that space too. I don't need their experience. I, I can be inspired by it, but I don't need it to be knowledge. I can, I can actually embody it. So would love to hear your thoughts because I know that
2: would kind of open up some doors for you. That was awesome. Wow, I love that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Wow. Yeah. You see, you're aware of that. I've never thought about that. You know,
0: just like it is the beginner's mind. The Zen mind is the beginner's mind. It is returning back to that space. It's not attaining some wisdom out there. It's not some enlightened state. It's it's actually just returning back to yourself. It's easier. And so the question I asked you earlier, would you rather be right or at peace? Always at peace. So we say that. But in the moment when we're in these like mind projections and biases and judgments, we're in these spaces where we're putting it out on the world. We say all those things like I'd rather be at peace but in those moments it's so easy to think like I can control this, I can change this, I could da 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 And we forget to come back to ourselves.
1: Yes, and I think uh, like social media is a good way to manipulate your image like I was reading Warren Buffett, it's like he, this, this guy, this kind of disciple of Warren Buffett was writing a book and he is just, it was a money book, the money one I was talking about. But it wasn't money. It was, it was life. It was his lessons. He was just an investor. That was his vessel. And, uh... Love that. He was saying, like, one of the things he got from Warren was it's like, a lot of people would rather look cool than actually be cool, mm. you know? And there was another one that was just incredible but I forgot what it was. Would you rather look rich or be at peace? And it's like, well, what are we choosing? You know, like, so I just think, uh, I don't know where I was trying to go with that a little off tangent, but.
0: um, Can I, can I pile onto that? Pile on. Like the ability to say, would you rather look cool or be at peace? That again is something I was sharing with you earlier. That's been tough in my life is understanding that who I am at this age it's hard to compare myself to anyone like, okay, I worked on an organic farm after school with a college degree. I go into podcasting. I'm, I'm trying to be a writer. There's not a lot of people to compare myself to. So it's easy to judge myself and comparison is really just judgment. You're judging yourself compared to somebody else. And so I I think one of the gifts that I was given coming to San Diego again is being around all these young people that have these different jobs, these nine to fives, all their insurance is taken care of. And I'm sitting here like, trying to start my own business trying to do my own thing and uh a lot of the work that i do is intangible i don't get to see these things i don't get to see the cars and the the flashy stuff that deems success none of which i care about at all so i don't ever get tripped up on it but it's it's something that i had to realize is man i need to even even be more secure of myself if my life is centered around the intangible things those things that people can't see So I need to be secure myself that it's enough. It's easy to have the money, the cars and post it on Instagram and get some sense of security because it's like, oh, that's visible. This guy's successful. Well, what if what if my success is like really being at peace? Nobody can see that. Nobody nobody can see the shift that maybe you got when you listen to a podcast and your mind shifts. What's that worth? And we were talking about that. What are these conversations worth? We've been talking for like six hours today. <laughs> you know, I'm almost like shocked we're still talking. But like, what is that worth? You know, what, what are these moments worth where two guys get to share that type of connection? On the outside looking in, what are we doing? We're talking to a phone sitting on rocks, talking about things that, yeah, it may not give you, thousands of dollars it's not a get rich quick scheme it's not gonna lose you a hundred pounds but what's inner knowing worth to you what's what's being secure with yourself what's knowing your highest self what's evolving consciously all of these things we can't see all these things are not tangible so i don't know i say that all to say is like there's been a shift in my focus of being okay when i start to self-reference myself or judge myself or compare myself can i be Aware of the intangible things in my life, my energy, my space, my spirit, my enjoyment, my breath. All those things, you can't see your breath. <sighs> but it may be one of the most important ways to living a peaceful life. Now, if I'm dialed in on that and, I, and my breath is flowing, but I don't got the, the, uh, the nicest car in the world... Am I gonna judge myself? Am I gonna compare myself? Or am I gonna be able to accept that, wow, I'm on a unique path that fulfills me, intrinsically fulfills me. Can that be enough? And I'm not perfect. I get caught up. I uh, get caught up pretty much daily. (laughs) And it's just a choice, like you said, a choice to choose it. Am I responsible for my life or am I allowing somebody else to dictate it? Choice.
1: Beautiful. It's interesting we talk about the breath and I just think it's like once again we don't really I don't choose to breathe, you know, I don't choose to wake up, I don't choose for my heart to flow. I don't choose to you know be able to see that just stuff happens naturally, but the breath is cool because when I think about like who I was as a kid, right? And he's just a little 7th grader, or he's a little 5th grader, 3rd grader just doing what he wants to do, it's like He's still there because the only thing that connects me from him is the breath, just breaths after one another leading up to where I am right now. So when I was thinking about that, I was like the power of it. And if I can, no, no, not if I can, it's because it's right now. So when I, when I'm using it right now in this moment, the, the power of, this which gives me life and has given me life from third grade me to now is magical
0: that is the most beautiful thing i've ever heard you say (laughs) you know what's crazy is as you're talking about your breath i become more aware of my breath actually i should say i become more conscious of my breath because like you said our heart is beating naturally we heal naturally if i cut myself my body's healing and i have no i'm not choosing that our bodies are freaking machines dude they're magical and when you're talking about your breath I start to be more aware of my breath I start to relax more but that's a very very deep topic to talk about because we can be aware like we can be aware that the ocean is flowing and the, the waves are crashing we can be aware that our breath is we can also be aware of these negative thoughts that may pop up we can be aware that there's a war going on right now we can be aware that COVID took out a lot of lives. We can be aware of all these things, but we, we have, when you take it from awareness to consciousness, you can almost dial in on the reality you want to set. So when you become aware, you're always, have you ever not been aware that you're breathing? Like you would not be alive if you didn't know that, okay, your breath's happening automatically. But there's a lot of times, even in this conversation, I probably was only conscious of my breath until you started talking about it conscious of it so oh geez I'm kind of like in real time I'm a little bit tight in my shoulders I'm a little bit tired from the night before and my breathing was a little bit more shallow up here but now that you brought it to my awareness again to be conscious of it now I can breathe a little bit deeper I can take in the ocean. And our breath is in Latin, it's spirit. Our breath is cousins, our our lungs are cousins to the heart. So it's how the heart flows. It's in direct correlation. And so the spirit is flowing through the breath. And if we lose our breath, you know, Jeffrey will talk a lot about if you have a stressful thought, a lot of times we go, (gasps) we stop breathing. And so the, the, what's actually buried in that is the experience is we lost our breath. And so, if you have a tough experience again and you keep your breath, things start to move through. Things start to move through. So,
1: I want to hit you blow. with one. You said when I started talking about the breath, I think we got like three, four minutes on this one. When I started talking about the breath, you said you felt more aware of it. And then you're like, no, I, I correct, you corrected yourself. No, I feel more conscious of it. What's the discernment between the two?
0: Yeah, so I was trying to describe that a little bit. I think I was again a little bit off on how I was how I was explaining it. But I was saying, are you aware that there's a war going on right now? Are you aware that there's poor people in the world? Are you aware that there's homeless people? Are you aware that there's people starving? Are you aware that your breath is always breathing or else you'd be dead? So awareness doesn't mean like i'm aware that there's a war i'm not conscious of the people that are there i'm not there with them i'm aware it's in my awareness but i'm not conscious of it when you become conscious of something you can do something to change it you can you can take responsibility some would say does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I'm aware that I'm sitting on this rock, and now I'm conscious that my butt is hurting because I've been sitting I on a rock. I thought the
1: same thing.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yes. You're aware. You've been aware that you're sitting on a rock the whole time, but you didn't become conscious of how it's actually affecting your body. Like, if I become really conscious of my posture right now, it's like I feel a little bit crunched because we're, we're kind of, like, sitting downward. We've been talking a lot all day. We, we've been sitting up all day and i told you my body's been tired so my natural tendency this whole call this whole pod has been to kind of like sit and 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 houch and crouch so does that make sense 100 percent. so you can be aware of all these things but in but there's a difference between awareness and conscious and consciousness and so that consciousness is like if you're in a game and you're getting hella worried about the fans in the crowd Okay, I can be aware that there's fans in the crowd and that they make me self conscious. Sometimes I can be conscious, though, that I'm going to trust myself. That's my choice. Nobody can dictate where my consciousness is going to go. That's my current consciousness. Our highest currency in life is our consciousness. That's intangible. So when you say it's not about money, he's writing a book about not not about money. Well, yeah, he's creating a consciousness that currency just flows. He's not attaching himself to money. He's just, okay, money's coming in, money's going out. Breath comes in, breath comes out. That's life. So we take stuff in, we let stuff go. So a conscious breathing thing that anyone listening could do, um, I know we're running out of time, but is focus about three, three inches below your belly button. And you can kind of, that's called the lower dantian. so it's the elixir field. And you can breathe, almost imagine yourself breathing away from your spine. And those are just subtle things you can do to just become more conscious of your breath and how it's affecting you. You know, if you're up breathing like, <gasps> of course you're not gonna be relaxed and grounded. So does that make sense? Perfect. Do you do you understand the difference now? All right. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah.